Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, today is the 10th anniversary of the Sandy Hook uh, mass murder, uh, mass shooting. Uh, if uh, you need to know about that, uh, I'm not really going to get into it. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And I thank you so much for coming every day. I truly appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you just want to say hi. Whatever. It's all cool. Let's start, as usual, with uh, Russia and Ukraine, the war going on. Then we're going to get to some serious EU stuff going on, too. Ukraine's parliament has passed all the reforms needed before uh, talks on joining the EU, the European Commission, Uh, Anyway, the European Commission uh, uh, EU executive granted Ukraine the status of candidate member in June on the understanding that Kyiv takes a series of recommended uh, legislative and policy steps. These included enacting legislation on a selection process for constitutional court judges, strengthening the fight against corruption, harmonizing media regulation, with EU standards and protecting national minorities. Uh, Speaker Ruslan uh, Stefanchuk said in a statement, or Stefanchuk said in a statement, we can say with confidence that the Verkhovna Rada Parliament has completed its part of the work and adopted all the necessary uh, systemic bills to implement the recommendations of the European Commission. Now, This is not NATO. This is the EU. Okay? It's a step in the right direction. But, you know, there was some corruption in Ukraine. And President uh, uh, Zelensky was fighting this this corruption in Ukraine. He was fighting hard against it. Uh, But he was still having problems. This war with Russia has solidified the government's again uh, on fighting against corruption so this war has actually helped them and it's helped them probably to join the EU and hopefully the people this this is obvious that zelensky has shown such an example to his people that everybody has to join in and be like him this is what a great leader is. And have you seen this guy? He's he's tiny. He's like he's like what five six five five. I don't know how tall he is, but he still uh, instills uh, that uh, feeling of uh, leadership to everybody. Anyway, uh, we just talked about Patriot missiles, right? I mean, you and I talked about them uh, a few weeks ago, briefly, uh, but we mentioned the possibility of Ukraine uh, to get them this week, right? Or was it last week? Anyway, I I wasn't paying attention. It wasn't something that I really wrote down. It was just something I was talking about. 
The United States is finalizing plans to send its sophisticated Patriot air defense system to Ukraine following an urgent request from Kyiv, which wants more robust weapons to shoot down Russian missiles and drones that have devastated the country's energy infrastructure and left millions without heating in the bitter cold of winter. Uh, Biden could announce a decision on the Patriot as soon as tomorrow. U.S. officials say Washington will approve sending the Patriot air defense system to Ukraine, finally agreeing to multiple requests from the Ukrainian officials. The Patriot defense uh, system would be the most advanced surface-to-air missile system the West has provided to Ukraine to help repel Russian aerial attacks. Ukraine's air defense system were tested again early this morning. Uh, Mayor Vitali, uh, can I buy a vowel Klitschko uh, saying emergency services had been dispatched to the Shevchenkivsky district district after explosions were heard. Former Russian president and well-known psycho Dmitry Medvedev uh, has warned NATO against equipping Kyiv with Patriot missile defenses, and it is likely the Kremlin will view the move as an escalation. Uh, the Kremlin says Patriot missile batteries would be a legitimate target. Uh, yeah, yes, a target you would not be able to get to with your 40-year-old artillery. The fragments of missiles found lately are showing that Russia is really scraping the bottom of their barrel. Uh, The only thing they can do is get more drones from Iran well, because their arms have been depleted. Uh, Now, moving on. In the latest prisoner swap, A U.S. citizen was among 64 prisoners handed over to Ukraine by Russian forces. Andrei Yermak uh, wrote on Telegram, Another exchange of prisoners. We continue to return ours. 64 soldiers of the armed forces of Ukraine who fought in the Donetsk and Luhansk areas, in particular participated in the defense of the city of Bakhmut, are going home. These are officers, privates, and sergeants, our heroes. It was also possible to free a U.S. citizen who helped our people. Uh, Swedi Marikas uh, is the name. Uh, the bodies of four dead were also returned. Last week, Marikas uh, was quoted as saying he was detained in June in Kherson, where he had been living for the past three years. Uh, I mentioned how Belarus's actions uh, with Russia at the northern border of Ukraine was meant to thin the front lines in the south and the east, Ukraine's front lines. The president's office said that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, and top military officials discussed moves to ensure border security. The office emphasized securing the border in a statement issued after a Supreme Command meeting without saying which part of the border was focused on. Uh, the statement said, <clears throat> the recent activities of the enemy and the way to confront it were analyzed. Particular attention was given to ensuring the security of Ukraine's state border. Uh, you know, <clears throat> let me get some coffee in here. Uh, Russia needs to rattle some sabers to thin the lines. Uh, and who knows? Who knows if uh, this announcement was Ukraine's way of saying that they're doing something without them actually doing something. 
propaganda on both sides. <clears throat> uh, national power grid operator uh, Ukrainergo uh, said that U- Russian drone attacks on Kiev and the wider region did not damage any energy facilities. Ukrainergo said on Telegram, thanks to the brilliant work of the Air Defense Forces, the energy infrastructure facilities were not damaged today. Uh, all 13 drones were shot down. A Ukrainian authority said that Russia attacked Kyiv with Iranian main Shahid drones early today, but air defense systems prevented significant damage to the city. Kyiv Mayor Vitaly, can I buy a vowel, Klitschko, said there were explosions in the central Shevchenkivsky district and two administrative buildings were damaged but mentioned no casualties. Didn't we already talk about that? A Ukrainian Air Force uh, spokesman, Yuri Inhat, said the attack was deliberately timed for when it was dark to make it harder to shoot the drones down, but the Ukrainian air defense systems had been effective. He said the air defenses worked well. 13 drones were shot down. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky said in a brief video message praising the air defense systems, well done, I am proud. Uh, the deputy head of the Ukrainian presidential office said that south of Kyiv, uh, multiple Russian uh, rocket launchers hit the regional administration building on the center square of the recent libera- liberated southern city of uh, Kherson. Uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy sounds like he's from a Lord of the, Lord of the Rings novel, said that Turkey will continue talks with Russia and Ukraine to end the ongoing war. Erdogan told a trilateral summit between Turkey, Azerbaijan, and Turkmenistan, we witnessed, along with the grain agreement and exchange of prisoners, the, the way to peace can be paved if diplomacy is given an opportunity. Uh, of course, Erdogan is stroking his image because he knows Russia and Ukraine are far apart on negotiations because Russia refuses to leave Ukraine. Nevertheless, he continued with saying, we continue our talks with Putin and Zelensky in this direction. Hopefully we will first achieve a ceasefire and then la- lasting peace in our region. Of course, if Russia was to agree to a ceasefire, it would only be so they could make more weapons, get more weapons, and train more military. Uh, Asked whether Moscow had seen proposals for a Christmas ceasefire, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters, no, no such offers have been received from anybody. This topic is not on the agenda. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, called on Russia this week to withdraw its troops by his troops by Christmas as the first step towards a peace deal, as you would expect. Yesterday, Pesky Peskov said there would be no peace with Kyiv until Zelensky accepted the realities on the ground, referring to the region it annexed following referendums that Kyiv and the rest of the world have referred to as a sham. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky's advisor, Mikhail Podlyak, uh, says that Russia 
not Ukraine. <laughs> this is this was in re- in reference to what Peskov just said. He said that Russia needs to accept the new reality that Ukrainian territory will not remain as Russian territory. He tweeted, "It is essential for Russia, especially for Putin and Peskov, to accept new reality. There are no stolen Ukrainian territories within Russian Federation forever." There is only the loss of the reputation as a monster country, Russian military defeats, destroyed army, sanctions, and disdain even for the CSTO. Uh, The uh, CSTO uh, is a collective uh, security treaty organization, sort of like NATO. Uh, Its intergovernmental military alliance in Eurasia consists of six post-Soviet states. Uh, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Russia, and Tajikistan. (sighs) So they have their own little NATO over there. And most of those countries do not want to get involved in this at all, even with Russia doing it. I mean, if Russia was attacked, yeah, but Russia wasn't attacked. They attacked Ukraine first. Uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz told Germany's parliament... Anyone who thinks he can undermine the values of the EU to which every member state has committed itself by blocking its foreign and security policies will fail. Uh, He was referring to Hungary. (laughs) Schultz added that support for Ukraine, including sanctions against Russia, would be maintained and intensified for as long as President Vladimir Putin kept up his war against Kyiv. He said nobody is suffering as much from Russia's war as the Ukrainians, and we stand firmly by their side. Uh, The German uh, Parliament's Budget Committee approved 10 billion euros, which is like $10.5 billion, uh, for the purchase of F-35 fighter jets produced by the U.S., Uh, This is one of the first major defense projects that Berlin will tap into money from a $100 billion uh, euro, uh, 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 rather 100 billion euro, which is $106 billion, special fund that Chancellor Olaf Scholz announced in a significant policy shift days after Russia invaded Ukraine in February. Uh, Germany aims to buy 35 F-35 stealth fighter jets in total, including missiles and other weapons and equipment, with the first eight aircraft to be delivered in 2026. So a nice contract for a uh, defense contractor there. Uh, Pope Francis has urged people to spend less on Christmas uh, this year uh, in celebrations and gifts. Uh, He said, brothers and sisters, I tell you, there is so much suffering in Ukraine, so much, so much. It is beautiful to celebrate Christmas, but let us lower the level of Christmas spending. Let's have a more humble Christmas with more humble gifts and send what we save to the Ukrainian people who need it. Let's not forget Christmas, yes, in peace with the Lord, yes but with Ukrainians in our hearts. Let's make this concrete gesture for them. Uh, Of course, Russia is claiming uh, Christianity is the reason they're doing it. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, The U.S. has charged five Russians and two Americans with conspiracy related to procurement and money laundering on behalf of the government of Moscow. 
the Justice Department said they were, uh, they were sus- uh, suspected of trying to obtain military grade and dual use technologies from U.S. firms for Russia, <coughs> Russia's defense sector. Uh, you really don't want to do this when we're in a proxy war. You don't want to help our enemies. That's a bad idea. Uh, they are also believed to have conspired to smuggle sniper ammunition in violation of U.S. sanctions. One of, Russia, uh, one of the Russians is thought to be a federal uh, security service, an FSB officer. You know what? I feel a Paul Whelan trade coming on. Maybe. Uh, anyway, the suspects and the Russian government have so far made no comment. Uh, Three of the group are in custody. Four of the Russians are still at large. According to the document, the defendants unlawfully purchased and exported highly sensitive and heavy regulated electronic components, some of which can be used in the development of nuclear and hypersonic weapons uh, and uh, quantum computing and other military applications. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said that his department and America's uh, international partners will not tolerate criminal schemes to bolster the Russian military's war efforts. With three of the defendants now in custody, we have disrupted the procurement network allegedly used by the defendants and Russian intelligence services to smuggle sniper uh, rifle ammunition and sensitive electronic components into Russia. Uh, the indictment named all five defendants, including the suspected FSB officer, Vadim Konoshenok. He is under arrest in Estonia, facing U.S. extradition proceedings. And we love Estonia, one of the louder voices against Russia in the Baltic state, Estonia, Lithuania, and... Uh, Estonia, Lithuania, and... Uh, the smallest one. Which one is it? Yeah. Anyway, it alleged that uh, Mr. Konoshenok from St. Petersburg in Russia would ship or physically smuggle U.S. origin items from Estonia to Russia, including dual-use electronics, military-grade tactical ammunition, and other export-controlled items. If convicted, they each face up to 30 years in prison. The others were named as Russians Yevgeny Grinin, Alexei Ipolitov, Boris Lifshitz, that's how it is, L-I-V-S-H-I-T-S, and Svetlana Svortsova, and two Americans, Alexei Brayman and Vadim Yermolenko. Ooh, man, are they in trouble. Uh, The European Parliament has been rocked by the biggest scandal in its history. Uh, after Belgian prosecutors announced they had charged four people with corruption, money laundering, and participation in a criminal organization as part of an investigation into attempts by a Gulf state named by Belgian media as Qatar uh, to buy influence in the uh, European Assembly. Since Friday, police have raided European Parliament offices and 19 private homes finding data and hundreds of thousands of euros in cash. The European Parliament has voted to strip a Greek member of the European Parliament, uh, the MEP, a member of uh, European Parliament is the MEP. I, I'm assuming that because MP is is um, member of Parliament. So MEP would be member of European Parliament. 
Anyway, uh, strip members, uh, uh, a Greek member of the European Parliament implicated in bribery and corruption scandal of her role as one of the body's vice presidents. Uh, the MEPs voted by 625 votes to one with two abstentions to remove Eva Kaili as one of the parliament's 14 vice presidents. The German MEP Terry Reinke tweeted, the group chairs in the European Parliament unanimously voted for the removal of Vice President Kaili. We also agreed to a full inquiry into the matter and taking further preventative measures. And eh, not exactly true. It wasn't a you know, unanimous uh, vote with one voting against and two abstentions. But I would call that pretty close with 625 out of 628. That's eh, pretty close to unanimous. <laughs> Kaili is one of four people charged so far, although she has been uh, not officially named. She has been remanded in custody and will be brought before a judge today. Her lawyer, lawyer Mikhailis Dimitrakopoulos, told the Greek television channel uh, Open TV, uh, her position is she is innocent. She has nothing to do with Qatar's bribes. Uh, police seized computers, mobile phones, uh, 600,000 uh, euros, which is about 640,000 in cash, uh, at one home, as well as uh, 150,000 uh, uh, euros, which is 160,000, and a flat belonging to an MEP and several hundred thousand euros from a Brussels hotel room, according to the public prosecutor. Asked if any cash was found at Kaili's home, uh, Dimitra Kapolis said, I am not confirming or denying there is confidentiality. I have no idea if money was found or how much was found. Kaili has been expelled from the European Parliament Socialist and Democrats group and Greece's PASOK party, and Greek authorities have frozen her assets. Qatar has a bad human rights record, I'll say that. An MEP from Cyprus governing DC party has claimed that Kaili approached him to amend a highly critical EU parliamentary report on LGBTQ uh, and other human rights uh, uh, violations in Qatar. Things have now happened beyond just the corruption probe. MEPs have postponed a vote on grantee granting Qatari citizens visa-free travel rights to the EU, which was scheduled to have taken place this week. Oops, bad time for this to happen, right? Separately, the Spanish liberal MEP Jose Ramon Bauza announced he was suspending the EU-Qatar friendship group. Such friendship groups have no official status and, according to the EU Parliament's website, are sometimes sponsored by lobbyists and foreign governments. So that means business is on the hook in Qatar. They're out also. EU leaders are expected to discuss the scandal when they meet the European Parliament President Roberto Metsola tomorrow at a regular summit in Brussels. The president of the EU executive, Ursula, Von der Leyen has said the allegations were of the utmost concern and promised to act on a 2019 promise to set up an independent ethics body for all EU institutions. Uh, of course, Qatar has denied any wrongdoing. But, you know, with the seizure, with all these electronic devices, you can bet out of those 635 members, and especially that one that voted against, <laughs> whoever that is... 
There are going to be more implicated in this corruption scandal. We will see. Oh, you know, speaking of international stuff, let's talk about China. Uh, Russia, China, Russia, China. Uh, China just can't win in its war on COVID. As we talked about, they don't have effective vaccines, uh, Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, Xi Jinping has too much of an ego to bow to the U.S. so he can save his own people. Uh, You know, wouldn't it be interesting just to spray COVID all over everything that that uh, Russia is going to come in contact with uh, if you give up any any uh, uh, any of Ukraine's territory. I, I'm not saying that chemical warfare is a, excuse me, biological warfare is a good idea. I'm just saying if if, uh, you know, parts of the virus happen to end up in the Russian military, that wouldn't be a bad thing. It's probably already there, I'm sure. I'm sure they're fighting it right now. Anyway, uh, moving back uh, off that rant, getting back to China. China would like to buy the technology uh, of uh, our, our vaccine technology so they could make the vaccine, but they insist on laws where Moderna would give up rights to a Chinese firm because Xi Jinping does not believe in allowing corporations to grow without them having their own fingers in the pot. Uh, The conditions being imposed by China are Moderna must sign up with a China-based partner, transferring all its technology to China, uh, China company and allowing the China company to make the drug. Or the company must build a China manufacturing facility again with a China partner, which would not involve Uh, a technology transfer. Either way, Moderna assumes it would lose effective control of the intellectual property, which it refuses to do, citing worries that its reputation would suffer if a partner produced unsafe, lower-quality vaccines. And let's not forget, Moderna is not the sole owner of the intellectual property. In fact, they may not actually be the owner. The actual owner may be the United States, and the United States would be against this. Right. After discussing the issues in 2020 and 2021, Moderna decided that no compromise acceptable, uh, no compromise was acceptable to both parties was going to happen and backed away from the negotiations. Now, China's hospital are un- hospitals are under so much pressure following the country's rapid 180 degree shift in COVID policy. It seems even frontline medical workers are being told to come in even if they have the virus themselves because of staff shortages. So going to the hospital would mean you are more likely to catch it. Just weeks ago, the government was saying that there will be no swerving from zero COVID, that those infected must go to centralized quarantine facilities, and that lockdowns were necessary. Now... The goal of returning each outbreak to zero cases has been abandoned. COVID is spreading like wildfire, and the line from the government is that catching this disease is not something to worry about. They can't fight it. They they can't fight the protest. Their, Their economy is being destroyed, and they refuse to allow Moderna in and and allow them to protect their own their own uh, intellectual property. 
The recent protests were effective, but the 180-degree flip from zero COVID policy came at a time when COVID was already increasing because winter has sent set in. China's people are really angry and asking questions. Uh, this may even weaken Xi Jinping's government even more. Uh, by the way, I just got my second booster, and China can't even get their first vaccine. So, anyway, moving on. In furthering our discussion from yesterday about plummeting support for anything and anyone associated with Trump, uh, we, we were talking about, uh, what's her name, uh, Lauren Boebert, that nutball. According to a, a USA Today Suffolk University, University poll, by two to one, the GOP and GOP-leaning voters now say they want Trump's policies, but a different standard, standard bearer to carry them. While 31% want the former president to run, 61% prefer some other GOP nominee who would continue the policies Trump has pursued. Which is scary in that Trumpism will live on well beyond Trump. It's scary, but eh, I guess it's, it's you know, baby steps. Two-thirds of, uh, of uh, Republicans and those inclined to vote Republican want Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president. By double digits, 56% to 33%, they prefer DeSantis over Trump. But you know Trump. You know him. His ego won't take it. He will have to run in July. 60% of Republicans wanted Trump to run again. In October, that number had dipped to 56%. Now it has fallen to 47% and almost even split with the 45% who don't want him to run for a third time. Even partisan voters' uh, support for Trump have tanked. The percent of Republicans who see him favorably has dropped from 75% in October to 64% in December. His unfavorability rating has risen from 18 to 23%. These are these are those 30 percenters we've talked about that would vote for Jeffrey Dahmer vote Jeffrey Dahmer into office if he ran for a GOP seat. They don't care. This is that 30% that will never go away and they are not happy with Trump. Among all voters, Trump has fallen further behind Biden in a hypothetical head-to-head rematch. Now Biden would win a general election, 47% to 40%. But while Biden now leads Trump, he trails DeSantis in a head-to-head race with DeSantis at 47% and Biden at 43%. And I call that the Kamala Harris uh, factor because... They're worried that Biden won't last for another four years and that Kamala Harris will become president. And even Democrats are worried about that. Nobody likes Kamala Harris, I'll tell you. Uh, Moving on. Time to pay the piper. Yesterday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that he intends to force a floor vote as soon as this week on Senator Joe Manchin's fossil fuel industry-friendly permitting bill. The plan uses the uh, cover of permitting reform to advance regulatory changes 
long sought by the fossil fuel industry. You know, to help them drill, baby drill, to help them strip mine, to help them uh, get them away from uh, problems with, uh, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency, all sorts of stuff. Uh, This was the deal Manchin made back when he helped pass Biden's package, uh, Biden's original package. Remember, it was a couple trillion dollars that Manchin not only blocked and he also dismantled before creating the new impotent or impotent Inflation Reduction Act. I, it, it does a lot, but not nearly as much as the original uh, 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 legislation. For passing that better-than-nothing plan, Manchin wanted a gift for the fuel industry of which he is heavily invested. I Remember, remember he, he has money in coal. He has money in the pipeline there in, in West Virginia. Progressive Democrats have been pushing to tank Manchin's dirty deal, but Schumer made a promise. The problem isn't Democrats passing it. The problem is Republicans jumping on board. Schumer confirmed yesterday he would attempt to salvage Manchin's legislation. Schumer said that Manchin's proposal will receive a floor vote as an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act that already has nearly $860 billion in military spending. He wants to put it in with that. Ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. This is a good deal for the fossil fuel industry, but not good enough for many in the GOP. Republicans want to push uh, through their own bill. That would be an even greater gift to the fossil fuel industry, but they may vote for it as their own better-than-nothing deal because their deal won't be good enough. Schumer and Manchin have received large donations from a major utility giant and pipeline firms that would benefit from the passage of the plan. There is significant opposition to the deal from Democrats and significant opposition from Republicans, but between the two parties, there may be enough to pass the threshold. I don't think it's going to happen, honestly, but we'll see. If you remember, Manchin is the top recipient of fossil fuel industry campaign donations in Congress, not in the Democratic Party, in all of Congress, in all of the House, in all of the Senate. He gets more money from the fossil fuel industry because he was that swing vote. He will not get as much money in the following, uh, uh, I guess, two years. Moving on. Big oil isn't the only group of corporations reaping massive profits at the expense of the people. A new analysis released yesterday shows that the nine largest energy utility companies in the U.S. raked in nearly $14 billion in combined profits during the first three quarters of this year. If you're a rich shareholder, they gave out roughly $11 billion to you while tens of millions of U.S. households struggled to pay their utility bills during the, uh, due to soaring costs and the problems from the pandemic. I keep hearing about uh, more about this group. This is a great group, Accountable.us, found that Next Era Energy, Duke Energy, Duke, Duke the far-right energy company, Duke Energy, Southern Company, Dominion Energy, Constellation Energy, Eversource Energy, 
Entergy Corporation and DTE Energy and CMS Energy bought in $13.8 billion in the first nine brought in $13.8 billion in the first nine months of the fiscal year. The firms, the nine largest in the U.S. by market capitalization, returned over $11.2 billion to shareholders during that period in the form of dividends and stock buybacks. More stock buybacks. Imagine that in this age still going on. The utility giants' massive profits have come at a cost to U.S. households. About 20 million households are behind on their payments due to the pandemic and future holds uh, and the future holds massive numbers of power shutoffs. The accountable U.S. analysis shows that the same large utility companies raking in huge profits and paying their executive massive pay packages are driving price increases nationwide. Southern Company's Georgia subsidiary had a near 12% rate hike approved in June, and in August 2022, its Tennessee subsidiary was granted a rate hike that would result in typical monthly home heating bills rising by about 25%. Remember, these are monopolies. It's not like you can get your power elsewhere. There's only one person that runs the energy grid. NBC News reported in October that nationwide uh, investor-owned utilities have requested rate interest uh, incre- rate increases amounting to nearly $12 billion from the beginning of the year through the end of August. There is hope. These firms and their greedy behavior are drawing congressional eyes who in September introduced uh, a resolution that would recognize access to utilities such as electricity and heating as a basic human right. They should add water to that, by the way. I don't believe in socialism, but anything that is a monopoly, whether sanctioned by the government or not, should be socialized to stop the greedy from making billions more at the expense of the people. Socialism should not be the only remedy for fascism, but if fascists block any other remedy, then it, by de facto, is the only remedy left. Anyway. (sighs) That's it. Thanks for listening. 39 minutes, not so bad. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. I truly appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words, that's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe send me a story, whatever. Say hi. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.